You're listening to The Real Well Show with Kathy Fetke, the real estate investor's resource. Our guest on The Real Well Show today started investing during the pandemic, which was a pretty scary time to do just about anything. And today, with all the frightening headlines out there, she is still actively acquiring rental properties. And she's an engineer, and engineers don't generally jump into things they don't understand. So today, we're going to find out what she's been focusing on and what kind of data has helped her make her decisions. I'm Kathy Fedke, and welcome to The Real Well Show. Ranjani Ravi is an engineer by education and a seasoned environmental professional, but she took the leap into real estate when she lost her job, and today she has no regrets. So let's find out why. Ranjani, welcome to The Real Well Show. Thank you, Kathy. It's such an honor, and I'm so excited to finally get to meet you. Likewise. So tell me about your journey from India to where are you now in Seattle? Yeah, so I'm currently in Kirkland, uh, in the suburbs of Seattle. But uh, yeah, I moved to United States in 2011 when I was just 21. And I came here to pursue my master's in environmental engineering. So when you are back in India and you're graduating, there are only a couple of options. Either you have to be an engineer, a doctor. So real estate is definitely not one of those options. And uh, when I moved here, um, you know, I really wanted to make a difference in the world of remediation because I had been to a couple of conferences in China and I'd seen how much of the waste goes into water and, you know, how much things need to be changed. So uh, I was super excited to move here and I got the opportunity to work at EPA, which is like a dream location for any of the uh, environmental people. And uh, we also got to work on an essay, which was to, you know, detect norovirus in environmental waters, um, easy testing kit, which today it makes so much sense mm-hmm. because of all the COVID strains we saw. And uh, I think it was a great, uh, uh, you know, journey when I moved here. Yeah. Well, how did you go from the EPA to real estate? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the question I get asked all the time. And uh, to be very honest, uh, um, when I got married, my husband was working in Seattle. So I moved to, you know, uh, the first company that would hire me uh, for environmental. And although there are very limited opportunities, I must say, in Seattle compared to other parts. But uh, what happened was, you know, the EPA funding uh, started declining. The then government started doing a lot of funding cuts and uh, my company started laying off people. So I met this person at a New Year's party who told me that, you know, she was in real estate and she thought I was a good fit. I should think about it because, you know, we used to do a lot of phase one assessments and due diligence. So she said, you know, this market is something you should think about. And honestly, that was the last thing I was uh thinking of I was just going to apply to other places but I took it seriously and I got my license and started off you know uh, uh, on my own like little by little and within you know the market was great and I was able to bring to my clients you know more than an average agent because you know of my engineering background we were able to give them the due diligence and all the information which uh, really helped them so 
uh, it took off and uh, you know i think that's been the best decision i've made till date <laughs> it's amazing how quickly you can rise to the top in real estate if you take it seriously like you said right by- uh, giving great customer service to your clients and really understanding your market. And wow, getting in at the right time was probably helpful too. It's been yes. a hot, hot market there in Seattle. Absolutely. I'm, I'm curious, in such a hot market, were you helping buyers or sellers? I mean, you know, how, how has that right. been over the past couple of years? So honestly, when I started out, obviously I started off as a buyer's agent and it also helped because, you know, we were all in the home buying phase. And uh, when I, uh, before I got my license and when my husband and I were even thinking to buy a condo, when we met somebody, it was such an overwhelming experience, like all the things that they said you need to do. So uh, <laughs> initially it started off as a buyer's agent and then I was slowly able to build my own team. And now we definitely help buyers and sellers and you know we've helped over 300 families. So it's been been a great journey so far but again I make sure we have that one-on-one connection with each of my clients so I think that's something that helps us stand out because the current market is you know pretty competitive so you definitely need to uh, you know have uh, something that makes you your clients come back to you again. (laughs) Yeah I mean how would you win the bid if, if there were multiple offers? Right. So I think in the Seattle market, we are also bombarded with a lot of cash offer buyers. So Mm -hmm. in that, what we do is we make our clients go through a, you know, a rigorous uh, due diligence process. So we make sure they are not just like pre-qualified, they are pre-approved, they are underwritten by the lenders so that when they are putting in an offer, they are much more qualified than an average buyer because the sellers know that this person is going to close. And we also get them to do like a pre-inspection Uh, make sure they know what they are getting into so they are not backing off. So whatever helps them to come across as a strong buyer and obviously, you know, good communication because we are supposed to translate trust within, you know, under a minute, whether it's with our clients or with the sellers on the other side because we hardly get to meet them. And with COVID, honestly, everything has been uh, online. So that made it even more challenging. But I think the key is transparency and, uh, you know, having the uh, best for our clients at the back of our mind that really helped us, you know, scale our uh, numbers here. (laughs) Are you starting to see a slowdown with the interest rates up? Definitely. Yeah, I I was reading an article like the top 10 cooling markets. So I think uh san jose and sacramento and seattle is number four on that list so definitely there is a lot of slowdown and obviously it has shaken the builders and buyers confidence to a lot of people want to know if they should pull out of the new construction agreements that they are currently under contract in because they are hearing all these news about you know layoffs and recession and that's where i feel uh, you know watching your show and i follow logan and you know so i think we need to 
give them the information because there's so much that they are bombarded with. And in current uh, times, it's very important to discern what's correct information. And honestly, I tell all my clients that, you know, real estate is the best way to hedge against inflation. So if they are going to live in that home for coming five to 10 years, they should still be good because the rents are not getting any lower here either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least you can lock in a fixed rate and not, not get right. kicked out of the, of the house if the owner decides they they want to live there or sell it, you know, there's exactly. a lot more control, so many advantages. Exactly. All right. And then what got you into uh, the investor side of real estate? Yeah. So honestly, it was, uh, you know, something. So we had just bought our condo with great difficulty and we had, and honestly, as you know, Seattle prices are crazy. So uh, then we had some extra, well, thanks to the market. And we wanted to see how we could, you know, grow it or get in uh, to make some uh, cash flow. And that's when I stumbled upon your podcast. And it was the perfect timing. It was my 30th birthday. And I got your book, uh, Retire Rich with Rentals. And I devoted it over the weekend. And I was telling my husband, this is the way to go, you know. So we we started watching all the webinars and trying to find out what markets we would fit in and honestly doing that from so far away and with COVID you could not visit any of those places so our first thought was we both went to school in Ohio so we should think about Ohio and uh, we got in touch with one of the teams and they were really great they gave us all these options and honestly the thing that we had to learn was we are not buying it for ourselves so mm -hmm. we have to think from the renter's perspective because you're like these homes are like 1900s built right and here we are used to seeing much newer inventory so it was one of those things where we decided that it would help us to you know think about being job optional down the road and this was definitely one of the ways to get started and especially currently I feel more people should get in with the stock markets doing the dive and the current market being in a state of flux this is mm -hmm. the uh, you know it's kind of a slow and maybe some people would call it boring way but it's a steady way <laughs> yeah absolutely by the dip Mm -hmm. uh, and and with so much fear out there, it, you can you can negotiate good prices for uh, for purchasing real estate as well. Absolutely. So I'm glad you started in Ohio in during the pandemic because that area just took off. We saw rents go up. I don't know twenty percent in the Cincinnati area. Did you yeah. experience that? A uh, little bit, but it was kind of interesting because, you know, uh, we started seeing the rents come in and we were like, okay, this is the right way to go. And suddenly one day we get in the mail that, you know, your uh, tenants are to be evicted. We were like, oh my God, what happened? Uh, we were partly feeling bad and at the same time trying to get hold of the situation. But by then the management team and everybody's like you know so quick and fast they had another tenant in place wow <laughs> oh my gosh uh, how quick did the eviction go honestly I think it looked less than uh, 20 days yeah. oh my yeah. goodness and that was the time when my current clients you know in Washington who were buying their uh, investment properties were struggling so hard because the laws are so different here um, so even to get a date to get an eviction notice like is so hard so 
definitely uh, you know that was an interesting thing we learned so yeah here and there we have some things that need to be fixed i think that's a common issue but overall you know the properties are doing well they bring in around 6 to 8% uh, you know which is a great uh, uh, investment in my head yeah Oh good. And then you also then focused on let's see Atlanta or Birmingham. Uh so in Florida. Florida. Yeah. So we thought about Florida because we were like we wanted to tap into markets where a lot of people were moving in and uh, you know I remember uh, watching your uh, you know quarterly report where you talk about uh, the uh, you know the moving uh data mm-hmm. people were moving to all these places so yeah we talked to our investment counselor and he suggested florida alabama would be all you know great markets to get in and alabama especially you know with the nasa having so much of activity happening there and that's a great place with a lot of um, smart people and uh, you know less homes mm-hmm. <laughs> yes <laughs> right So yeah Ocala uh, was one of the other markets in Florida where we invested uh, so we were initially pretty hesitant because it was not one of those you know uh, coastal area like uh, mm-hmm. Miami and all the fun places but honestly this place has also seen uh, a pretty good 10 to 15% growth which has been uh, awesome so you know uh, working our way through and getting that confidence so that we can translate this to my own clients because you know we want to uh, practice before we preach and help them get into this way because once they buy their first home they get used to that process and now they have the money to uh, keep doing this over and over <laughs> yes it can become addictive yeah So I I do like the inland of um of Florida. Coastal markets are nice to visit, but when investing uh being a little away from the ocean, away from the hurricanes, I I think it's nice plus the insurance is a little bit lower. Did you definitely find that to be lower. true? Yes, mm-hmm. that's definitely lower. And honestly in these markets they are having a lot of growth happening. They are uh building like a new Toyota factory and so much of activity is happening. so i think it will be more of a stable income group other than just the you know the empty nesters or the people who go there uh for just the beaches so it's even though it may not uh you know increase in price but over a period of time it will be a steady growth i'm curious with your background in environmental engineering is that, is yes, that right yes that's right Oh, you chose Florida, which you know has, as people say, is going to be underwater. So, tell me your thoughts right. about that. Yeah, so that's interesting. That was my first question, and I started, you know, looking into all the uh, data to see what year the water is going to rise. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's why I was kind of uh, making sure we are not super close to the coast. so uh, a lot of the places um, you know sarasota and all these locations are pretty uh, good locations but 
I think that's what uh, our uh, counselor Joe really held. And uh, as I was telling you, I have read his book uh, in and out on the mistakes you can make as an investor and what is the due diligence that you need to do. So he has a chapter on how to make sure and what are the websites, uh, USGS websites that you have to look into to make sure. And honestly, these are investment properties that are, you know, I'm not going to keep it for the next 30 years. So I think uh, the next 10 years, uh, you know, they should be good and uh, uh, not underwater I hope so <laughs> <laughs> where do you find that data I know I I saw flood maps before but I can't seem to find that website but I, I right. remember when looking I was very surprised to see that uh, there's a lot of parts of Florida that seemingly mm-hmm. will be unaffected at least according to those maps so yeah right. what, what do you look at so basically there is a uh, you know the uh, USGS uh, data they have like a radius map which basically uh, you put in the address and the zip code and it will kind of give you uh, you know year by year uh, estimation of where the water level would be and also i use the uh, you know the fema maps as well uh, which we get Uh, access to as realtors so we are able to see the areas which would fall in the 100 year flood zone or the uh, you know the uh, much greater radius so keeping both in mind and I think nowadays uh, Redfin is also able to plug in that data into their uh, portal which kind of tells you is it at a low or a moderate or a high risk area so I think when you combine all of this together you get a pretty good idea of what might um, happen, at least in the immediate future. Yeah. I find it so interesting that Miami was one of the fastest growing cities this past year. Mm -hmm. And that's a known thing that they've had issues with flooding and, uh, you know, sea rise. So why do you think that is? And especially a lot of financial companies from New York are moving to Miami. Right. we, We even, you know, saw... Well, anyway, what what are your thoughts on that? Would you buy I Miami? I think that's the you know the craze, right? Like when you think about, especially a lot of my clients. So in Seattle, so many of my clients moved to Florida. They moved to Arizona, and most of the older folks. So I think they want to have the sunshine for sure, and they feel that with COVID, uh, the overall uh, mindset has shifted to you know. Uh, just live your life in the present because anything could happen so you (laughs) want to enjoy that sun and sand and you know you've been to those places so you want to kind of recreate those memories you know for Mm -hmm. yourself and um, I think uh, since a lot of the population moved there it'll take time but other parts of these states will also see that boom right because these places have obviously uh, gone a lot in rent like Arizona has one of the highest trends growth that has happened so once these places uh, reach their max then the other places like Ocala would probably be the one people will be flocking to. <laughs> that that was my thought too Central Florida <laughs> man that's you know if there's hurricanes that's where people want to move to exactly yeah but I did I did find it interesting and a little bit humorous that Nancy Pelosi moved you know to oceanfront you know in Florida so she must not not be too worried either right 
I don't know if things will change because at least here, uh, most of the offices like Microsoft, Amazon have started calling their uh, folks back to work. They want them to come at least three days a week. So maybe things might change because, you know, uh, work from home now uh, may not be the only way to forward so well that is a really good point that you make and uh, we i've seen that as well with actually my my daughter's boyfriend just got called back to work and he said no he's gonna go to <laughs> europe and travel uh you know because uh, yeah that i think people got the taste of freedom right right and gonna right. find a job that offers remote work Exactly. And that's why, you know, most of these um, rentals, I think, did so well, because a lot of people, you know, decided to go work from Hawaii for a month or, you know, from all these different places. So they would work during the day and then, uh, you know, explore the area uh, rest of the time, which, you know, works out great. Like you have a perfect work life balance, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, it'll be it will be interesting to see over the next six months how that shifts if people end right. up having to move back to the, you know, the job right. centers like Seattle, uh, right. San Francisco, LA, New York, you know, or will they or they put their foot down and say no? I actually right. have very close friends who mm-hmm. worked for Adobe for years and and that's in San Francisco, mm-hmm. but he wanted to be in San Diego. That's where he wanted to be, and he. Right argued for his position and has been able to do that for 10 years. So I think it it can depend on the company and maybe might require some flights back and forth, but it will be interesting to see how this affects the short-term rentals. If people aren't able to travel as much and and work, I know we have a short-term rental and that was always the first question is how's your (laughs) (laughs) Wi-Fi working from there. Exactly. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of people have even thought that, you know, if this company doesn't allow me to work from home, I'll just switch, you know, mm-hmm. companies. At least that was the mindset in the beginning of the year when a lot of hiring was happening. But now most of the companies are kind of going into a freeze mode. So, you know, yeah. they will have to let go some of those requirements. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, you know, we might see Seattle uh, home prices come back. Right to the ground. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, any last tips you'd like to give our listeners who are wondering if now is a good time to invest? Definitely. So I think uh, uh, speaking as a fellow, you know, engineer, most of my clients I work with have the analysis paralysis problem. They do all their due diligence. They are, you know, deep dive and everything, but they never pull the trigger. Mm. And uh, I think that's so important to get started into the process because, you know, I think especially now when the stock market is uh plummeting and uh, may go down further this is such a good way to uh, hedge your money uh, and your investments against inflation and all the issues that we are facing right now and there is such a big uh, you know housing shortage uh, in the U.S. overall so if they have the position to be landlords at this point in time I think it's only going to serve them well in the coming years so uh, definitely, uh, you know, uh, uh, don't be threatened by the whole process. Once you get through it, it just gets more addictive and easy and uh, fulfilling. Yeah. And then as far as rates go, they were much higher when I got started. So, you know, we, we will right. adjust to these rates and I don't think they'll stay high forever. Right. Um, 
but they are where they have been and still 5 million homes would sell every year exactly. at five, six, seven, 8% rates. So <laughs> it just, it happened so quickly. It was a shock to people, but we're yeah. really, we're really at. I think we were all in our la la land in twos and threes. And most of the millennials who are buying have never seen any other rate other than that. So yeah. for them, it's a shock when it goes to like 5.5%. And I think the loan application have been at the lowest in the last 22 years or something. So mm-hmm. that definitely shows people are uh, scared. But I guess that's when, you know, that's why I like to do my uh, videos, Sip and Learn, where we try to uncover and, you know, uh, give people that knowledge nuggets they need to feel better. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean... The, the numbers have just come out again that that prices are up, home prices are up, and of course inflation was up. Exactly. That means that the Fed's going to probably be more aggressive again to bring that down, but it just shows right. that the fundamentals are there. There's a whole lot of people looking for shelter. Right. What would be your thoughts? Do you think uh, people should still continue to invest in 2022? I think we're I think right now could be one of the best times because there is so much fear. Right. That, you know, it's it's a there's not yeah. all that competition that there was. So now exactly. you have some breathing room. You get to analyze the property you're looking at and right. you know, and, and get an inspection and have those things fixed. I mean, it's going back to a healthier market. Right. I think the way it has been over the past year was not healthy with right. people buying properties they couldn't even inspect and couldn't negotiate. Yeah. So I, I just I think there's going to be great opportunity over the next year. Mm-hmm. And you know. I'm just, we're suggesting at Real Wealth that normally we love a 30-year fixed rate mortgage, right, but right. maybe right now a, a five-year or seven-year or a 10-year arm mm-hmm. is a great way to go. That means that the loan is fixed for five, seven, or 10 years, whatever you get. It's right. a lower rate. It can make the numbers work better. Exactly. And I do believe that with the aggressiveness that the Fed is going after fighting inflation, mm-hmm. they'll make they, they'll succeed, mm-hmm. in which case- they'll slow down the economy enough that there'll be another reversal and rates will go down again. So I really do believe that people will be able to get great deals right now because of the fear out there and exactly. because the increased inventory, we're finally seeing foreclosures again and, right. uh, you know, more options, for more sure. options, more options, yeah. more inventory. And so now you can, you can get what you want and then refi in and a couple of years. Refinance. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not the end of the world. You can always refinance and yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, great. Well, it's really been a pleasure to have you here on the Real Wealth Show. And I wish you the best of luck in, in all your real estate ventures. Thank you so much. It was so nice to finally meet you. And I'm so excited I could do this. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And thank you for joining me here on The Real Wealth Show. If you'd like to get in contact with some of the people that Ranjani worked with at Real Wealth, you can just go to realwealthshow.com, join, it's free if you haven't already, and then you can get in contact with one of our investment counselors that can help you on your journey to building real wealth. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to realwealthshow.com.